Good morning, everyone. It is the 8th of June, and remotely I have with me today Nathan Sweeney, Jen Corston, and Seamus Lyons. Nathan, if we could start with you, as we so often do, it was a risk on week, and we saw another strong rally in US equity markets. Yeah, so we saw a very strong move on Friday, and this was really driven by the jobs report that came out. So it was a big catalyst for risk on. Cyclicals rallied quite strongly during the week. Small cap rallied, just to give you an idea, we had energy was up 16%, financials were up 12%, industrials were up 10 So what was driving this? So on Friday, a jobs report came out in the US and the expectation was that unemployment in the US was going to increase from 14.7% up to close to 20%. But this data really surprised positively because the data came in showing that unemployment didn't increase, it actually fell. So this number came in at 13.3% as 2.5 million jobs were created. So, you know, this was a large catalyst for the market and it just shows you that the easing of lockdown measures is starting to enable employers to hire back workers. So very positive and a big, big positive response in the market as a result. So we've seen something of a V-shaped rally in equity markets. Do you feel these data are now supporting that rally? Yeah, so there's been a lot of questions about what the economic rally looks like. What is the shape of that? Because as you've suggested, you know, we've seen a very strong recovery in equity markets and that recovery has definitely been V-shaped. And the idea is that people expect economic data to recover at a slower pace. But given the jobs report, I think it increases confidence that we may see data bounce back quicker than expected. I think this is probably more pertinent to the US because you've had such strong stimulus in the US and they're likely to hire back workers quickly. I'm not sure if you'll see the same recovery in data elsewhere, but you know, it's not nailed on yet. These things will take time. There will be obviously progress over a period of time. We just have to monitor the data to see, will we get that V-shaped recovery in economic data to match the recovery in equity markets? And considerable uncertainties elsewhere. Jen, if we could look at the latest on the Brexit talks, not much progress last week. Yeah, that's correct. Well, the official line was no significant progress made. But behind the scenes, there is some suggestion that Barnier is prepared to be flexible over the UK continued to following state aid rules. In return, Britain repeated its offer to accept some tariffs on agricultural products in exchange for the EU being more flexible on these rules. But earlier in the week of negotiations, there was some hope that the deadlock on fishing rights would be broken by a compromise from Barnier. But this was actually blocked at the last minute by EU countries most impacted by the rights to the UK's fishing waters. The big event for the latest sterling strength came at the end of the week, and this was on David Frost, the chief negotiator, saying that talks will continue even if no progress was made on a range of areas. And this actually quashed Boris Johnson's earlier claim that he would walk away if a deal was not in sight by June. So this was good news for the sterling. Interesting to see sterling reacting positively there. The oil market showed considerable strength this week, and we saw that spilling over into the high yield market, Seamus. Very strong week indeed. Yes, Lorna. Very strong week for high yield, actually, on the back of uh, a number of strong weeks for high yield since mid-May. You have spreads in the U.S. now at 550. So they've retraced a lot of the widening that they experienced during the, the February-March sell-off. Whilst initially that rally was led, the recovery was for, uh, very much led by higher quality bonds. More recently, it's been uh, the lower rated, the triple Cs. In here, you have a lot of energy. So as you mentioned, energy's done very well. That's been a big factor in driving the triple C performance of the lower part of the market. But the broader part is also doing very well. So it's a very strong 
kind of environment for high yield right now and they've retraced much of the widening that they experienced back in the sell-off. And the fallen angels that we've talked about before? Yeah, the fallen angels uh, continue to be a big factor in the market. So double Bs, the kind of higher quality part of the market, over a quarter of them are now made up of fallen angels that have come into the high yield market this year. So some of the big names that we talked about in previous calls, they've actually been recovering very strongly as well. So when the Federal Reserve came out a few weeks back and said they're going to support fallen angels, this has meant the typical owners of those like insurance companies and large institutions, which are normally forced sellers when they go to high yield, have not been required to sell as they might have done in the past. So this has provided a kind of a strong technical where they're not selling. You've also a lot of buyers. And so fallen angels have been a key driver of the market returns as well. Thank you for that. Speaking of the Fed, Nathan, that's the main item on the agenda for this week, it looks like. Yeah, so the Fed is meeting on Wednesday and we'll get an announcement around two o'clock Wednesday about their proposal on where interest rates go from here. So the expectation is there will be no change to interest rates in the US. So the current rate is 0.25%. But what the market will focus on is what the Fed has to say about the state of the economy. So we have seen some improvements in data. That's not really going to lead to a change in view from the Fed. You know, they're going to keep rates on hold for a prolonged period of time because at the end of the day, their key focus is getting unemployment to a cyclical low and keeping inflation around 2%. And unemployment is obviously, we have seen improvements, but it's a long way off. So there should be no surprises from that meeting. Uh, but more jobs data at the end of this week. Yeah, so we have initial jobless claims on Thursday, and you've seen a gradual improvement in this data week on week. So last week, we had 1.8 million people signing on for initial jobless claims. That's expected to reduce further to 1.5 million this week. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.